When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's one o'clock, so Taco Bell breakfast is gone, so I got nowhere else to be. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we will start our Sif Pop. Wait, wait, is that the spoiler helicopter I hear? (laughs) You're coming in too steep. I think I see, uh, I think I see a little bit of transporter spoilers, maybe some uh, finale uh, Mr. Robot spoilers down below. Can you confirm? Welcome to Sif Pop Spoilers, where right after our Sif Pop show proper, we hop over here and do a quick spoiler episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Transporter Refueled, Mr. Robot Finale, and maybe a little bit of Minority Report. We got to see the uh, pilot episode of Minority Report, wow. thanks to Aaron's um, Hook amazing up. hookups. Yeah. I have to tell you, uh, that's a lot of spoilers to talk about. Can we just get the, like, the mi- Minority Report ones out of the way? Did somebody have a Minority Report like spoiler thing they wanted to talk about? The one part of the show I did like. <laughs> Spoiler. I loved the phone call between Dash and his sister. And because I didn't realize it was a phone call, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I did. That's that really cool. cool. Too. Yeah. So he's like on the phone with his sister, and it looks like she's sitting in the room. It looks like she's sitting at the table, actually. And then suddenly it it's it's not true. Kind of like folds in on itself. That was the one time I'm like, oh, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else on Minority Report? No, I, kinda... I didn't really have anything spoiler-wise, uh, you know, necessarily to say about that. I, I mean, other than I, it was that typical uh, procedural thing where I always know what the ending is going to be. I, I mean, it, as soon as as soon as they hint at it, I know. Yeah. Well, you it's know, like they it's, they introduce a character like they did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked right at Danae and yep. I'm like they did it. Yep. So, yeah. I, so it follows A, B, and C pretty on the nose, mm-hmm. which is another thing that concerns me, but. I don't think I really had anything spoiler-esque to kind of cover, nah. um, except for that it seems like the undertone of um, the show is going to be that all of the people that were sent to prison for crimes that they didn't actually commit have been released out into the public, and it seems like that's who really is doing a lot of the murdering, is those people who were put away for murder are well, now upset with their life. and Because it, it hinted that there's quite a few of them. Well, and it hinted that there's something else deeper going on. Yeah, and like there's what like shows have to do now, apparently, is have some sort of overarching you know, storyline. Yeah. So, so something something's happening in that realm. Should we do Mr. Robot next and just go backwards? Or do you want to cover um, the movie Transporter Refueled Yeah, let's next. talk Mr. Robot. I don't know how long we'll spend on that either, other than to say they, they finally did air the finale, and we all did get a chance to, to see the finale. Now, Danae, you saw it without having seen some of the episodes in between. Do you feel like you followed everything you yeah. know that that was going on. Yeah, and I I don't think I I don't feel like I missed anything. Like I don't feel like I need to go back and watch. I had a couple of questions about a certain things, um, but nothing that made it feel like I had missed something major, because the character himself in the finale is confused about what's going on. So I was right with him. Yeah, <laughs> you know the show continues to be brilliant. Right from the get go of the finale, we find out we've already gone past the actual event that happened. Which I thought was a brilliant way to handle it because kind of zoomed ahead. Yeah, you've been building up to this big, you know, 
takedown and then the show starts and it already happened and people right. are already dealing with the ramifications He's and like, wait what it happened <laughs> yeah, yeah and our main character elliot is confused about that um and also another main character is missing mm-hmm. so we're doing the whole thing where it's like okay is tyrell part of his personality yes or no we're trying to figure I think that the out is no i think we can pretty much say that after this episode and some things we remembered from other episodes as well. Now, I did want to ask you guys how you felt about... So the finale was delayed because in actual real life, there were a couple of reporters who were murdered and the murderer took live video of him doing it and then posted it on social media. I get it. Um, so they postponed this by one week because mm-hmm. they felt that it would be insensitive to release this you know, finale. Um, and so now we're actually seeing the finale. Did you, Andrew, you said that you get it. You think that they made the right call? Whenever I first heard that they were doing this, I'm like, oh, come on. It's, I know I, you're doing it out of respect and stuff. And I didn't really think about it, but after seeing it, I get it. I get why they did it now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was a different situation. So it wasn't exactly the same. Right. Um, well, spoiler. So we can say because it was suicide, not murder. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, as fresh as the idea of, you know, murder caught on video was, I think that would have, you know, it was definitely a good step for them, even if they didn't have to. And I, I don't know that they had to, but yeah. it's, I think it was good that they did. I think it was good that they did. I agree. I don't know that it would have been like a huge uproar from the community had they aired it because it was a suicide. But I feel like what would have been difficult is that it was a graphic suicide. Very Personally, I've usually in in movies and this is one of the reasons i don't like going to see movies and i don't like watching things on television that aren't just sweet happy things um i've never seen someone shoot out their head you know through their mouth mm-hmm. and then have the blood spilling out of the mouth yeah. too yeah i mean and it was it was like oh this is probably what it looks like do you know what i mean yeah. and that's something that's happening now in media culture is that more and more and more as time goes on, we are okay with showing the closest reality to death that we can in gore and violence. And I, I know it's just a natural progression, but like I miss the days when it would just pan away and you know you would just hear a gunshot and the rest is up to your imagination. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I miss sure. that. I totally respect. So, I totally respect that. I, I view it a little bit differently in that. Um, I, I think there is something about, I was always taught to fear desensitization, this idea that if you saw, you know, uh, too much of something, it wouldn't impact you the same way, or you wouldn't feel that it was bad or those kind of things. Um, I don't know, as I've gone on and I've seen more and more, obviously I see every movie that comes out. So I see a lot of content that, you know, I wouldn't have chosen to see necessarily earlier in my life. I don't know that desensitization is, is a real thing in my life and maybe everybody's different, but I still feel the impact of those things. And I think seeing them honestly through that lens, especially if it's used to tell a story and to make an impact in a story is, I think it's can be valuable. I think it can be valid and valuable. Um, so I, yeah, for me, it, it doesn't, doesn't impact me necessarily the same way, but I get it. And I get that, you know, different people have different thresholds with all types of different content, whether it be, you know, violence or sexuality or, you know, I think like, what I can take away is I'm glad in some ways that I watch this stuff so I can tell somebody else not to, but I don't want to see it. Yeah. So, again, really difficult to do this podcast sometimes for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And I think there I think there's a lot of respect that can, you know, go your way for, you know, 
being willing to do that or and also a lot of I think a grace for not doing it in those moments when you know you know this is just too much I don't you know well you know people think. people who and everybody has certain levels of hurt and things they've gone through but like for somebody who has I, I feel like they would do better to say um hey warning to our followers if you want to know a little bit about what to expect in this film like is there something out there that they, someone can read because I can't imagine having known someone who committed suicide that way and watching that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because on TV network, I'm not used to seeing that stuff. Right. And it and it makes me mad actually. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I get that. I totally respect that. I, um, so I'm out, I'm out on Mr. Robot. <laughs> they went too far. They went too far on a lot of things for me actually. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we praise about the show, one of the things I have praised about the show is how real it is. Very, very real. And I think that's probably why it's impacting so deeply is because it does feel real. You know, it feels like this is uh, they're in the very real world. It feels like this is a very real uh, philosophy. You but know, even if it's real, you can you can decide Yes, this is real for some people. Yes, this is how some people live. Yes, this is some people's sexual preference. And yes, this is, you know, something that happens. And and yes, people can see this. But, you know, if I had a, if I had a friend or something that was like going into elements of their life that were like graphic for me, I would be much more likely to go along with them because I know them and I care about mm -hmm. them. And I'm going to go and I'm going to carry a burden with them or I'm going to talk about something or I'm going to witness something with them and we're going to go through something together. This is, this is, I don't know what this is doing for me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, this isn't, I can, there's other puzzles in the world for me to go figure out and enjoy. I just, right. this isn't something that's like, oh, this is fun for me. It's just like, yes, great. These people are real. And yes, this is very realistic. I, I don't need to be reminded that there are dark things or there are different things. Like, I don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> well, what I mean by that, I, I think maybe you misunderstood me a little bit. What I mean by that is so in comparison to like Game of Thrones, supremely more violent mm -hmm. than that scene supremely i've never watched it well i know i know but what i'm saying is you won't hear the same reaction from the violence in that show because it's a fantasy world but when we feel like this is a, a I real would thing disagree there's a ton of kickback on that there are a few episodes of game of thrones that i've watched i'm like that was a little too gory for example the mountain and viper fight mm -hmm. yeah how that ended it really did mess me up for a while to where I couldn't really think of anything else. And I'm like, you know what? That was pretty brutal, even for today's standards. I read that because I've yeah. read that and it was crazy to read it. Was and reading worse even? No. Or is it worse no, to see it on the screen? So. I worse think it's to worse to see it. Way worse. Personally. Boy, that's interesting. Yeah. Because you get to just believe that you're imagining it. There's a difference between saying crushed his head and seeing something happen. I think you're, that your mind... Whenever you read something like that, you do your own filter. It'll it'll filter to where you to what you're willing to see. So whenever you see a show push your boundaries of comfort that your mind won't let you pass, then it then it's whenever that's why a show can be way worse. This is where it's like I'm not saying that this show that Mr. Robot shouldn't exist and shouldn't be. I'm just saying that now that I know that it's going to push these types of boundaries, I don't want to go back in. Sure. So you were saying like that scene was a little too gory and violent for you. That's the level of violence and gore you'll see in Narcos. Like see, that, this is good for that me graphic. Know. That graphic. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to talk about on the show is asking those kinds of questions. Because no, I, I love this. I, I love this like, conversation. Yeah, I do too. 
Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's valuable. And, uh, you know, I, I look at something like that and I think, okay, did that need to be like that? And I know why the, I know why the creators did that, because we are supposed to really feel the dramatic turn of that girl and what she felt in that moment and still have to live in a world where people are cold and people do not recognize it. And we're supposed to feel the true impact in that story of seeing something so dramatically awful and then having to turn around and be a part of, you know, the dismissal of it. And isn't that what we have to do as watchers? They're asking us to do the very same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's 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 one of the main themes in the show is, you know, but she, as we're she she chose not to turn and look, you know, look a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so those of us who also chose not to look away, we yeah. have, we now have to carry what we just saw. Now, even though it's fake, again, there's an element of it that is just so realistic that it's just like that. That is what it would look like. Yeah. You know, and again, I think it all comes down to say they probably made the right choice in waiting a week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So kind of brings us full circle. So I, you know, and and there's there's going to be there's a little awkwardness in that conversation because I know we're we're dealing with, you know, different ways of seeing things. And and Danae, I know it hits you really hard there as we're talking about it. So there can be some kind of awkwardness there. But I think those those conversations are great to have. They're important to have. And you've probably had them in your own life, whether in your own head or with somebody else about, you know, how something impacts you. And I think it's valid. And I think it's it's important that well, what, we think about those what things. What I'm not doing is telling people not to go see it. Right. I will tell people not to go see Transporters. But we'll get to that <laughs> here in a second. Um, before we move on to Transporters and get into that, though, kind of wrapping it up, uh, spoiler for the finale. Did you like how it ended? Did you like how this show ended? I don't mind it. No, it was good. I mean, it's a tease. You know, it ends with somebody knocking at the door. And I think we're supposed to assume it's Tyrell or maybe that's, Tyrell's yeah, wife. Or the police. As well. No, I didn't think it was the police. Yeah, Be- well, the that. show starts, though, with that guy Lenny. wanting to find him. So maybe it's him. Maybe, maybe it's, it's Lenny. You know, because you know, the Lenny started the show. So I'm, I'm thinking that it's probably. Yeah, there's Lenny. definitely a reason they brought Lenny back. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, he's there's, there's no something. other reason for him to be there. But I didn't see any of the other shows. So I didn't know how much of a part he played. I did have it narrowed down to two people at the door. One of them was Tyrell. That was my main one, and then the second one was Lenny. Because yeah, why would they bring his character back? His storyline could have been done with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could have, he could have been the one-off character. Here, this is how he gets the dog, and then his character is gone. But no, they brought him back. Not only did they bring him back, they brought him back on the finale. Yep. Whenever you have an important show, like the finale of a season, everything is critical, everything is crucial. Yeah. So whenever you bring a character back, it's for a reason. It's not a time filler. And he alludes in the conversation with the counselor lady, um, you know, like that he had an important, like he was an important person because he was saying things like, you know, he took me down. So he must be a bad guy if he can take me down, which gives him that air of being someone that should have been untouchable. And if you remember the very beginning, he had a difficult time finding him. He had to hunt to figure out who Lenny was. Lenny covered his tracks pretty well for a civilian, and he kind of had to go through this process, which could be... Well, I think it was because it was a fake... We're led to believe it's because it was a fake person. But knowing more about him was like... Knowing more about uh, Elliot, I should say, is that he should have no problem doing that. It's a no-brainer for him. But that was part of us being introduced to how he can hack and his ability was to keep hunting until he found the data. But it was, he was, he was like, okay, couldn't find him here. Couldn't find him here. I just remember that standing out. But anyhow, so I, I think also, it's, I yep. think it's Lenny. 
The other thing that stood out to me is that it was fun to see this show stretch its wings with the multiple personality stuff now that it's out known. Cat and of the out, bag. That it played with that in some fun and interesting ways and, and you could kind of feel them being like breathing a little and being like, okay, now we can, you know, really do something with this. And I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you guys have to keep me up because this is the kind of show that I'll want to read about mm-hmm. and I'll want to know how it's progressing. You just can't risk. But I don't, I just don't want to watch it. Yeah. It's violence filtered for you. Yeah, I, I, want, I want you guys my violence filters. <laughs> we can do that. For sure. Part we'll of the let you fun know. of what we'll do here on Sif Pop. So we're leading into the final stretch here. We're going to be doing spoilers for Transporter Refueled. This is the... Andrew, you think that this is somehow linked to the main story because the characters' names are the same. Yeah, I didn't know if like Ray Stevenson's character was supposed to be Jason Statham's and then that's... What's his name? Uh, Frank Screer? Martin? Is... Uh, screen. Oh. Screen, yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be the Statham character's son. So, Yeah, it's it's interesting. Maybe originally in the original screenplay, maybe Statham was supposed to play the father or something. Or I, I don't I don't know. Um, in the movie, per- it's purposely, I'm guessing, vague about it. I, I don't yeah. think they want us thinking about that. I think they just want us to enjoy what they've put in front of us, which is difficult. Um, so what did you want to talk about with spoilers? So, do you want to go straight to the end? <laughs> I really do. I want to tell Andrew. I want to tell you about a scene. Okay. All right. Tell so, me a story. Okay. It's so ridiculous. So basically, the femme fatale character. Her name is Anna. Okay. Okay. And she's the she's the standing on the street corner at the very beginning after they've shot everybody and they and all the girls kind of come out and they're standing in the street and the main Russian bad guy you know walks up to her and he's like you'll learn to love it Anna. Okay. That's kind of and then as so he, we hate him. And as, He's bad. He yeah. makes women sleep with, with people for money and yeah. does mean things. And as he kind of like goes off, it zooms in on her face and you can just see her like, and every like muscle in her face is twitching between like sadness and crying and anger. And, and then it's 15 years later. Okay. Okay. So now we're looking at Anna and she is working to get herself out. And so it's like this whole series of scenes of her killing people and you know going into banks and she has to have the transporter to take her around and all this stuff so there's a total of four women and they all like are it's like a three musketeers kind of underlying story yeah Yeah. and um uh, whenever they do anything you know like where they're going to be on camera there's only three of them so that they think there's just three but there's actually so that four. one can always escape i don't mm-hmm. know why i'm telling you that now it doesn't really matter it kind of <laughs> does at the none end none of it really matters none of it does um but they are like their hideout is this like industrial warehouse that's you know kind of abandoned and has doesn't even have really flooring it's just like open to the ground or whatever and this is where they kidnap frank's dad and keep him basically kind of like hostage like although he pretty much has free reign because he's just such a suave guy he ends up like being in the girl's good graces enough to have a threesome later on but i'll get to that here in a moment <laughs> um a, P- a pg-13 threesome we should say oh, okay but here's what bothers me aaron's gonna high fives and hugs aaron's gonna <laughs> say that i'm wrong on this one you are wrong i'm on gonna this. put i'm gonna push back on this a little bit so anyhow at one point one of the girls gets shot okay it's like this big thing they're you know, they're on this plane and someone shoots them. And anyway, they all they get back to their hideout and you got the dad character and the son character who are there and they're all decide to save this girl's life. And the dad has like CIA experience or something. And so he happens to know 
triage training. And so here's how he saves her life. It's a handy hobby. She's convulsing on a couch, bleeding from her abdomen, and he needs tweezers, perfume, sugar, and, and then cobwebs. And cobwebs. He's a MacGyver. <laughs> That's right, he is. He takes a shot of vodka. He has one of the girls go and like take a pole and wrap it in, you know, fabric and then cobwebs. collect cobwebs from everywhere, okay? So he then sprays perfume on the tweezers, goes in, grabs the um bullet, it pops out, magically falls into a cup across the room. And then and then he takes the cobwebs, pours sugar on the cobwebs and sticks it on her wound and, and then says something to the effect of, um, this will do until we can patch her up. Okay. Next scene where they're all kind of there, everyone's chilling. He is in a, the father character is in a bed with two women. And then you've got the lead character who is going to have uh, about to get busy with the female lead for the first time. They're like making their connection. <laughs> Whether or not what I'm about to say is true, their friend is dying, dying on a couch right. while this is happening. There, that's where you go. Yep. Okay, so no matter what, but but in the morning scene when it's like panning over and it's like the son's like walking into dad's room and he has this sort of like satisfactory smug look on his face like, way to go, dad. <laughs> Which one of the women in the bed is the girl that got shot? Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It isn't. It isn't. This is where we disagree. <laughs> it isn't. It's it not is. her. It she is. is up and moving around at the end and waving goodbye. I mean, she, she is beautiful and happy mm-hmm. and just has her hand on her side at one point. That's right. But and make sure but, you know she was shot. She puts her hand on her side. That's it. Ooh. There's no visit to the doctor. There's no blood stain. There's no bandages. Hey, cobwebs and sugar, man. That's all you need. It was bad. But I'm it's telling amazing. you, she was one of the people in the bed. Um, I I am telling you. You can tell me that if you want. I believe it. I feel like we should. I feel like we should rent the movie when it comes out. No, they will not get any money. So, <laughs> so that was one of the spoilers I wanted to go into, and I know it was like oh, a long one, man. but I kind of gave a little bit of backstory no, as I went. Good, but that's a good. It's a good look at how silly this movie is. It's ridiculous. The romance is silly. Everything is over the top and so dramatic, and the music is over the top and so dramatic, and uh, you know. These girls are the primary force between, you know, about this plan. And this plan is something that they don't tell us anything about. Uh, they don't give us any clue to what's going on because we're supposed to be in the dark with a transporter. He doesn't know. So the decisions that he makes half the time, we have no clue why he would be motivated to make that decision because he doesn't know anything Let's that's going on. Let's talk about that for on. a second. The, the transporter's main motivation the very first time he interacts with her is getting paid to pick someone up from a job. Right. But the ladies kidnap his dad and make him continue to stay involved in their plot, their storyline, which they're trying to escape this you know, Russian sex ring. And so they have to do a series of heists in order to do that. And it's all part of an elaborate setup to where at the very end, the Russian mob pin pin Lord King guy, whatever looks like he was betraying all of his um, associates. And that's kind of like their big plan is to make him look like he had hired these girls or they were his girls and they were just doing what they were told. So it's got this kind of like elaborate scheme going on. And that could have been kind of fun, but it was just so ridiculous. And I think we're going to get into the fight scenes here in a second. There's well, we'll specifically get... two, I, two I really want to talk about. That's fine. I wanted to go back briefly to these women 
uh, sleeping with these guys and just say, I could be wrong, but if you've been forced to be in sex trafficking for your whole life, yeah. I'm guessing your view of sexuality is not going to be one just to hop in bed with people. And not and- while your friend just took a bullet <laughs> and is potentially bleeding to death. Yeah. The only thing restraining her from bleeding to death, and I cannot stress this enough, is sugar-coated cobwebs. <laughs> that is it. But like you mentioned on Mission Impossible, you mentioned how refreshing it was that they never even kiss. Yes. You know, that the, the male lead and the female lead yes. don't have to have a romantic relationship here to have a to work together on solving a problem. Here is every cliche that you could ever yeah. imagine. And yeah. it's 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 really difficult to watch. It's like it's like what you don't want anyone to watch because you don't want anyone to be confused. This could be reality. Do you want to list? Uh, do you want to go into the fight scenes before the finale? Before I do my list of notes, I jotted down for yes. the finale. Let's okay. talk. I want to talk about the Jackie Chan reference that you mentioned oh, in the yeah, show yeah, proper. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Jackie Chan was in the movie, and no. I was about to get excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this Frank is is apparently you know he's ex military and he's got some some militant training and he's you know very good at fighting or whatever. And we do get to see him. Uh, we're, our first interaction with him being good at fighting or good at defending himself. By the way, I thought that for, the opening I thought was good. I thought the the he, action in the opening was great. The way he dis, you know, um, I almost said dismembered. He didn't dismember anybody. Dismantled. The way, yeah, the way he dismantled like six guys was really kind of interesting and fun. I thought when they're all trying to steal yeah. the car. Yeah, he was just fighting them. Yeah, he would just spot him, and I was like, okay, that was that was pretty good. You know that and it, clever and clever. Yeah. And then uh, as part of his, so his dad is kidnapped, he has to help these ladies and they enter into this uh, club to take down the owner of the club, which is one of the henchmen of the main Russian guy. And so the girls go in to do their thing in one part and he has a job to go in. Not, not He's not just driving. He's now part of you know this whole thing. So he has to go into the club and switch out a gas valve so that everyone gets knocked out on the inside. And while he's there, he's discovered by a maintenance guy. He takes him over to this room and kind of like, drags them into the room and sort of shoves them over to the corner and then you hear a <clears throat> and he turns around and they're sitting and there's four or five more guys there's three huge guys that are all sitting around playing cards you know in this room and there's a he turns to open the door and there's a key to get out so he says can i have the key and you know big buff guy waves it and says you have to come get it and then thus begins this fight scene and the fight ends with ready for it you should have given me the key that's clever writing right there but the fight scene itself is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. It's so like it's screw gravity, screw physics sort yes. of thing. Oh, oh, it's even worse than that. It's actually kind of like I don't, Yeah, I don't know that it's Here's 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 how I would describe the So there's A, B and C to this fight. A is in this room where it locked in. B is in a room with lots of shelves. We don't know where it is. It he literally like is in this room, but then C, the C fight is back in the main room and we're locked in and there's I do not know where B was. <laughs> where was the file cabinet room? It was a room full of shelves and file cabinets so he could do three stooges type stuff. But where was it in relationship to <laughs> I don't know. He, we don't know how he got there. The the only purpose of the scene is that they wanted to have some kind of cool martial arts thing. Right. So he he goes into this like long hallway of all of these like Dewey decimal pull out shelves. Yeah. And card catalog style. Card catalog style, for sure. And there's a guy standing there. So now we've got four guys against him instead of three. So what? there's three behind him. He's in the middle. And then new Jackie Chan guy. And the whole entire thing is just everybody opening up drawers <laughs> to try to fool each other from it's making a, any motions forward. It's a Three Stooges forward. routine. It really was. It was bad. 
It was so bad. I, mean, I think they did their best. And then they used some to... sort of extension cord, like some sort of double Dutch extension cord. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was as as cool he as the double Dutch the finale in War Room. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, it was it was amazing. To get Nothing out. is better than Sprite presents War Room <laughs> double Dutch tournament. <laughs> this was like that. So it was pretty. It was pretty ridiculous. That that scene. I thought was going to be the worst, but then we'll get to the actual. All right, you ready to hear stuff I wrote down from the finale? I got to let you guys know, you're selling me on this movie. I have to go and I see wondered. this. It's so we bad. had a great time. We laughed through the entire finale. Oh, man. I haven't been to a movie with Aaron yet because I get to go with Aaron because Aaron gets special privileges for being a movie critic. Yeah, so I do. my ticket is discounted uh, when I go to the movie theater with him. And so we're we're actually, this is the first time. The first time, and we've worked together for four years now, the first time we've ever spoken to each other during a movie. That's right. Well, you were the only one in there. You could have done, you can do that. Yes. Yeah, we were that, more comfortable. That, and it, by that point, we were it like, there's so no bad. more notes to take. Like, there's nothing, <laughs> like, le- like, this has nothing more than just ridiculousness. Okay, You Aaron, started it because you texted me during the movie. <laughs> wow. I was taking notes in my Google Keep. I was Did taking you notes. not see the video before the <laughs> film says matter. take your phone That's why we sit in the back away. room. We that's, sat that's in the, the back, back row. in an IMAX theater with just one the two of us and one other person sitting down in the middle, so we were good not to bother anybody and of course she texts me this is all your fault yes, which I is her go-to line <laughs> so do you want to set up the scene i don't you can set it up i just have a list of things to go over in it so this is the final scene they've they've taken over the bank they've taken over the nightclub these femme fatales and now they're all going to go converge on the main boat so it's supposed to be this huge you know the bad guys there his co-bad and they guys take it over a plane too yes yes all right so let me let me kind of set up the the players okay Bad guy, bad guy, co-bad guys who now think that the bad guy set them up to take their money. Mm. Bad guy's um, girl, girl, who is really kind of the brains behind the bad guy. The father, the son, the father transporter, the son transporter. Okay. The three, three, femme, fatales. The three femme fatales that the bad guy knows are the three. One of them who is recovering from a gunshot wound to the abdomen. You correct. And the fourth femme fatale, who the bad guy doesn't know about because they only think there's three because every time they're together, they're you know only in threes, who is sneaking in underneath the yacht. Scuba style. To when the bad guy puts in his final bank Pin code, number. She somehow hijacks it. I guess because if you're on the same Wi-Fi, you can read somebody else's screen. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. She somehow hijacks in, you know, so that she can make the final transfer of all the money to his account so that the bad guy's cohorts see that he has all the money. So they think that he has set him up. Because when they go hit the bank, they take the money. When they go to the plane, they take their money. When they go to the club, they take their money. So every time they're going to a place, they're taking their money and they're transferring all of it into his account so that when he looks, this major kingpin looks at his account in front of all of his cohorts. They were transferring it to their own account up until this point because they didn't have his password. Yeah. But now she's standing underneath him so she can have his password, I guess. I don't know. Right. Um, Anyhow. That works. (laughs) So this is to set up where everybody now is all in the main room of the in yacht. the main room of the yacht and bullets are just going to start flying. The bad guys cohorts are going to try to take out the bad guy. The bad guy is trying to take out the transporters and the, a, chick, the chicks are also trying to take out the transporters because they don't want loose ends. I mean, it's just like guns and blowing up everywhere. And so there's no way you can tell anything that's going on except for every once in a while, you'll somebody will look like they got shot. Yes. And then stuff just starts happening. OK. The first thing. <laughs> well, f- the first thing is the girl that was has, has a shot wound when someone takes a shot at Anna, she flies in front of her and takes another bullet 
for her friend. Right. Thereby so it's a good dying. thing the cobweb saved her because now she's dead anyway. Now she's the shield. She's fulfilled her purpose. But the but the gunfight even before that. What here's, a waste of cobwebs. Here's what sets right? the gunfight gunfight out. I don't know. I, I found this utterly ridiculous, and maybe I'm the only one, because you didn't seem to find it as ridiculous as I did. They're getting into this, and when he sees all the money in his account, and she says, "Oh, I hate this part." <laughs> she says, "Oh, see, it was him." He looks at her and he threatens her. He says, "I'm going to rape you." That is his threat, and then points but, a gun at her, and that's when the girl jumps in front of her and, to save her. And that's when the, the that's fight when the, goes down. That's when the fight. What starts. kind of threat is that? Like, I'm going to kill you. I get. I'm going to destroy you. I'm, gonna, I'm going I'm to gonna, kill you I'm and gonna, everyone I'm you love. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to tear I'm your head off. Teach you. I'm going a to lesson. break your ankle. Anything. I'm going to rape you. Yeah. What, how? Would you say that to someone? It was just like, how ridiculous and he silly really is that? He really is a bad guy. <laughs> That's right. That's why he says it. It was I, a shock value moment, for and sure. Like, and I looked at Dana, I was like, did, did, he he just, just... did he just say I'm going to rape you? Like that's oh. that's what it sounded like. Oh, that was so strange. It and was then it strange. Was just... And then it's just explosions and bullets and people, you know, leaping out of the way. And the room is tiny. We're on a yacht. Yeah, we're in like the the room is tiny. You don't have a lot of places to go. And there's just bullet holes everywhere. And oh. there's oh, but you know how you escape everywhere. that tiny room. You just fire, find a fire extinguisher. No, you That's jump you behind need. the bar first <laughs> so that you have some coverage. Then you grab the. Uh, Fire extinguisher. And when he jumps out, this is now the main guy, uh-huh. the main Bullets transporter. flying all over the place. He just stands in the middle of the room and just goes. And just sprays the fire extinguisher He's to get out. completely still. Meanwhile, people are running around everywhere. I mean, it is ridiculous. So then he gets into a medieval. <laughs> this yacht just happens to have a room with medieval weapons all over the uh-huh. the walls. Doesn't every yacht? Of course they do. Yeah. And it also has a life, uh, like a little life circle. What life preserver. Life, mm-hmm. is it, that's a preserver, a is it? Circle. The little circle thing? Yeah. It's life a circle of called? life. So, so <laughs> he, like, he manages to get it over one of the bad guys, one of the oafs, you know? And his Well, after they keep grabbing for, you know, axes yeah. and maces and all that kind of so stuff. So he, he gets the life preserver and he pops it down over the top of his head and, and you know, pushes his there's arms like, together. There's like four moves. He does like four moves. He like puts it over and then he puts like one arm in like one of the ropes and then he puts another leg in another rope. Like he's like pretzeling him in this life preserver. And the thing. guy screams at him in a foreign language. In a foreign language. So we had to read the caption. You jerk. <laughs> the caption just says, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just dying. Like it can't get any more awkward. Hey, and, how rude. Exactly. Until in the middle of this bullet firing madness the bad guy's girl who are kind of assuming is the brains of the operation she looks down and the tablet is now telling her that somebody else is logged into their system and it shows them an exact pinpoint location of where they are in the yacht because you couldn't have seen that sooner so she goes down to this section of the yacht which was accessible via scuba and sees this other girl shoots her and then starts to try to like cancel the transaction so that these millions of dollars aren't going to be going over to you know anyone's account 320 million dollars and uh then the girl comes back and she grabs i mean the the what the bad girl is like you know haunched over a laptop and the rope that's going to be used to choke her here in just a moment is pretty much like right in her eye of vision and the girl reaches around her grabs the rope comes back around (laughs) 
and then chokes her and it's just like this really uncomfortable like i don't know about you but if somebody was choking me i would at least be using my feet like i'd be using my hands to try to grab mm -hmm. hold of this and i'd be using my legs i would be rolling over and she's just like s just completely still you know so she she ends up dying and then of course uh uh Frank Sr. comes down oh and has his final moment with the oh girl my. because that was his favorite girl. Now, mind you, this is his kidnapper. Um, somebody saved from, you know, this sex world uh -huh. and that he just and then met. had a threesome with. Had a threesome with. <laughs> if that's not Stockholm Syndrome, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, it was just, I mean, so it's just ridiculous. My biggest laugh is about to happen. But, but wait, there's more. So then no. they escape the boat. Um... The bad guy is, you know, the bad guy has the main, the main bad, bad guy girl. has the main bad girl who, who oh, no, 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 the main, the main three musketeer girl, Anna, Anna, who's who, supposed who to be slept like our... with the transporter. Yes. So they're supposed to care about each other. Right. So and he's got her. So... And so the transporter has to go save her. The transporter jumps onto the back of a sea -Doo. Well, first he fights the guy. He gets Wait, back... no, no, don't, don't, don't gloss over the fact <laughs> that he is on a yacht, has to jump on a, an, a moving, an occupied, occupied <laughs> moving water ski that the occupant has a gun pointed at him mm -hmm. that he never shoots. Nope. Am I wrong? Nope. In the five seconds it took him to get from the yacht down from, no, you know, like to this... have gravity bring him down to the water ski. The guy is just pointing the gun. Safety was on. Rookie, rookie mistake. <laughs> rookie mistake. He'll he'll never be able to learn his lesson because he's gone. So Ugh. he gets on the sea dew and he races across the water. And, of course, the main Russian bad guy and our woman like, we're supposed to love this whole uh -huh. time, Anna, she, you know, she's being pulled around. Oh, help me, you know, whatever. And so throws her in the SUV. Throws her into the Humvee. Now, this is where it gets good. This is my biggest laugh. The guy just comes barreling in, and you realize he's not going to just like stop. Uh, on the water gonna, ski. He's, yeah, he's on a water ski. On the water ski in the water. The the black SUV or whatever is, is driving. Driving. Driving on the road. Yeah. In so our, here, in the transporter sees him, and so he's he aims his sea towards him, and just like. He ram runs it into he runs it aground, but then <laughs> he runs this the the water ski aground somehow leaps in the air so that he's horizontal to the ground with his feet going forward yeah and times it just perfectly to go through the passenger window of the SUV the driver yeah the passenger <laughs> yes. window of the SUV yes. And kicks him. And so, kicks him out of the driver's seat. So now we're not in the Humvee anymore. Uh, they are on a foot chase. And they're they are chasing each other up, 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 up to the top of a cliff that is overlooking where the yacht was. And here's my biggest laugh is you can clearly see the pad that is in the ground to keep them safe as they it looks do like their a, battle. It looks like a rock designed blanket. Yes. They have camouflaged their pad blanket during this fight to look like stone pebbles but it's like clearly like a fall mat and then around their fight area are like perfectly placed rocks to keep them kind of centralized and they have their final kind of battle there i have oh. to see this movie i have oh. to see it here's here's something uh, that other movies do that this movie did that i just it always bothers me Here's our hero, right? Very beginning of the movie. We're shown he can take on seven, eight uh, guys who know what they're doing with their weapons and, and fight them and take care of them say. all easily. I know what you're going to say. You get to the end. And he's a... And he can't beat this one guy who sits in an office all day yep. and crunches numbers? Yep. 
Because, because why? Because that guy needs to get the best of him so that the female can come in and save the day. And she grabs a gun and she goes up the mountainside. And then right when the guy is about to strike and take down our hero, pow, 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 she pops him. He falls off the cliff. And then even the worst part happens, which <laughs> is whenever she keeps the gun pointed to the hero and they have that really ridiculous, like, built up tension moment where mm-hmm. she's like crying like I have to kill you because I have to go all the way I have to do everything to get out of this life and she's like you know quote unquote conflicted mm-hmm. and he is just walking slowly towards her until the gun is pressed to his neck and then she she's like I can't don't make me do it <laughs> and he's just like you're not gonna shoot me you know whatever and he moves the gun I'm the transporter yeah but and, I just uh, I, how is that like and I've seen other movies this do this too set up an invincible hero and then all of a sudden the, they, the bad guy can take, him a take weak advantage spot of to where he can't fight this person but also give him a weak spot to where all of a sudden Anna has a special place in his heart <laughs> like yeah. this this woman has wrecked his life everything was going really well for him beforehand you know there's even a moment whenever he's supposed to make a decision to go back in and help her whenever he's technically free you know it's just it's <clears throat> also just of note the dad gets kidnapped twice <laughs> yeah this is the this is supposed to be a relationship we care about so we understand how uh, distraught the son is that his dad is kidnapped and yeah then anyway there's, then there's the plane scene then there's the driving the car through the airport. <laughs> then there's. I mean, it's just ridiculousness. Right. I then have there's to see this. Movie. Then there's. Then there's the time. <laughs> Is it a long movie? Uh no, it's like ninety, it's, like ninety minutes. It's long. Um, yeah, it's too long. <laughs> then there's the time he's being chased by cars, who he finds ways to dismantle, and then motorcycles. And to get rid of the motorcycles. Oh, this is good. He spots a roundabout. Where there just happened to be perfectly placed four perfectly placed fire hydrants around the roundabout because you you would need that many, and he takes the car, spins around the roundabout so that the bumper just claps each one of them so they all spray water. Yes, I mean it is just so bad. It's so bad. If you could do that, I'm pretty sure that expert motorcycle riders can ride through water (laughs) no they couldn't because as soon as they hit that splash it was all over oh man yeah i i fully fully understand why us going into spoilers would make you want to watch this movie yeah everything you're saying is this is the greatest movie of all time that's what i've heard (laughs) it's the greatest bad movie the greatest bad movie of all Uh, times it's movies like this that make me really miss mst3k i know i know they have their uh yeah one one but it's not it's, no, it's not the same. Yeah. No, it's not the same. Oh, man. This My throat be... hurts from how bad this movie is. Because <laughs> I've just been over here. Just talking. Just and... talking. Is there anything else we wanted to cover in our spoiler episode today? Hey, Aaron, how'd you get your sinus infection? Oh, transporter refuel. <laughs> made me talk too much about how awful it was. Uh... No, I think that's it. I I think I don't have another word to say about that movie. I think we covered everything. (laughs) And meanwhile, we've convinced Andrew to go see it. Yay! Yay! Good news is, hey, what was the guy's name? Uh, Josh or Sam, the guy who was in the theater with you? Mark? Dennis. (laughs) Dennis. Dennis. Maybe I can call up Dennis and we'll go and see it together. (laughs) Dennis would go see this with you. All right. Absolutely. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.